Okay, today's daf is Shabbos Yerches. We are on Yudzayin and Beis, the Mishnah. So we're really getting into Mesechta uh, Shabbos proper. And many of the halachas of Shabbos are going to come up in today's daf. Most of it is a preview of what's going to come in Mirza Hashem, the, uh, the last few prakim of Shabbos, going through the malachas. But we'll, uh, we'll do what we do. We'll do a little bit of pirish. And we'll just try to get through the daf. Here we go. Beishame Oimrim, continuing this theme of Machlekes Beishame Beisela. Beishame Oimrim, Ein Sherin Diyoy. You cannot soak ink, the Samanim, and dyes, the Karshinim, and such have a crash. All these, uh, all these things, you cannot soak it. Ella only Kedeshi Yishayru Miboidiyon. Meaning, you're making this dye. Imagine you're making this dye with a pot. And you're making your Tcheles dye, whatever dye you're making. You have to be finished your malacha before Shabbos comes. So imagine, according to Beishamay, right off the bat, I'm doing laundry. I got to make sure my washing machine is going to be shut off before Shabbos. So what would, what would be the malacha of this diyay? So Rashi tells us there's a malacha of, the Gemara says a malacha of, of lush, of, uh, of kneading. The way you do lush when it comes to getting a dye is, is, is just having the colors uh, you know, get drawn out of the materials. That is lush. That's kneading. You're making something into one mass. So we typically think of lush as someone making a dough, right? We're talking about shmur matzah today. I was talking with someone. Shmur mishas lisha. That every single matzah on the market is definitely shmur mishas lisha. So b'diyevet, one can make a, a bracha alachilas matzah on any of these matzahs. However, there's lechatchila to get, you know, shmura mishas katsira. That's your commercially labeled shmura matzah. Anyways, what's lisha? Lisha, we, we usually imagine, is you're kneading the dough. What are you doing? You're taking flour and water, and you're making a new thing of dough. So in halacha, when you take different materials and you make a dye, and you, uh, and you make something new from these materials, that is also called lisha, it's called lush. So that's a malacha, we'll discuss this much later, in about 110 dafim from now, we'll discuss the malacha of, of Lush, or Lisha. Whatever the malacha is, Beishamai says that you must complete, the action must be complete before Shabbos starts. Ubeisilo, Matir, and Beisilo says, no, once I set it in motion, I don't care anymore. I put, my, I put the clothing in the washing machine, I let it run, no problem. We're going to see the Gemara and all the different halachas. You can't take this flax and put it in a You cannot take bundles of flax and put it inside an oven. What happened was it would, it would whiten the flax. It would get a white. That's a malacha of melabin, one of the lamatas malachas. So you cannot do that. So Friday afternoon, you're not. If you have to look at the clock, if there's a three-hour uh, time process, so if I'm three hours before Shabbos, go for it. But if it's already two hours before Shabbos, it's not going to finish before Shabbos starts. According to Beishama, you cannot set it in motion. The lawyers at Semer you can take the wool and put it into the dye. You're making your trellis. You cannot do that. Ela that the dye will will hold will will. Uh, Will um, ad- adhere to the uh, to the uh, wool while it's still Friday. No problem. You cannot set out traps. You can't put out bird traps, animal traps. Vidagim can't put out your fish nets. Ella Let's you're fishing for uh, for tuna or something. You must put your your nets. The nets must be put out with enough time to catch this animal, even a mouse trap. According to Beishamai, at least from this Mishnah, it sounds like you wouldn't be able to put out mouse traps. 
ever. If you're gonna leave it on, if you're gonna leave it there on Shabbos, because it might catch on Shabbos. Well, no. Once I put it out before Shabbos, I don't care what happens on Shabbos. I'm I'm sitting in shul. I'm eating chalant. I'm not trapping on Shabbos. I'm busy. I'm busy doing other things. So therefore, Beisil says mutter. We're gonna to get to what Beishamai is bothered by. Next, Beishamai Oimrin, another halacha ain't moichrin lenachri. You cannot sell something to a non-Jew. Vein toyin ima. You can't help him put something put something on his on his donkey. You can't load his. Uh, his, uh, his pickup truck, you can't help him load his boxes. You can't put something on his shoulders. Only if he's able to reach uh, a, a, a village away from you, another place, while it's still Friday. This is the end of t- this is the end of the daf. So how we'll start tomorrow night's daf. What exactly is Beishamai concerned? It seems like there's a concern of that maybe it looks like I'm doing a mal- or the, I told the guy to do a malacha for me. On Shabbos, right? I tell I, I I'm li- I'm busy putting, you know, cases of toilet paper in this pickup truck, and the guy is driving on Shabbos, right? An hour later, he's still driving. So everyone's gonna say, ah, oh, Markowitz needed this guy to deliver toilet paper to the nursing home or whatever it was. So he had the guy do a malacha for him on Shabbos. So it's Amir Lanachri. So therefore, don't ever be seen in a situation where you're loading a guy's truck an hour before Shabbos. Only if he's able to reach, meaning even if, I don't care, I sold it to him. I have nothing to do with the guy. I just sold him, I just sold him toilet paper. Still, according to Beishamai, if he's not going to reach some destination before Shabbos, Usr. We're going to get to why and a little bit more of an explanation. Beishil Matir, he says, no, I did my thing. I sold him the product. I don't care what he's doing with it. Get out of here, right? You can't take, uh, you can't give. Iris, Iris is leather. You can't take hides, la'abdan, to the place where they're going to, to a tannery. Vilaikalim, la'kaibes, you cannot bring your clothing to the laundromat, to the, uh, this classic example, to the dry cleaners. La'kaibes, nachri, even if he's non-Jewish. Elakadeshi yasumi badyam, only if, they have, if, they're able go, if they're able to be finished while it's still day. You cannot bring your cleaners on Friday afternoon, you can't bring your suit to the cleaners if they're not going to be able to be finished before Shabbos. And the, the Mishnah says, cool in all of these cases, base hilamatirin imashemesh. You're allowed to do it up until the uh, either up until sunset, or as if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara says imashemesh. Rashi says As long as the sun is still shining, it's still Friday on the clock, it's still Friday. I'm allowed to do any of these things. You're allowed to go to the dry cleaners a minute before Shabbos. We're gonna get to can I really do that if I needed much of Shabbos? We'll get to that. But according to this Mishnah right now, Basil says all these things once, I'm going home. I'm putting on my suit and tie. I'm eating chalant. I'm, I'm, I'm Shabbos dick. We don't care what I did late Friday afternoon. Who cares? I did it and it's over. Now I'm going home, lighting candles, and now it's Shabbos by me. So according to Basil, once my action is done, we don't care. Next, I'm Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who's the grandson of Hillel. He says, My father, Rabbi Gamliel, were noyeg, not like Beis Hillel, they would give their white uh, clothing to the koyves nachri, to the dry cleaners. It took three days to clean these uh, items, and they would, they would make sure to give the dry cleaners enough time to do it before Shabbos, seemingly arguing on Shitas Beis Hillel. The Gemara is going to explain. Next, Vishavin Elu Ve'elu, and Beishamai may still agree. Shetoyin in kairas beis habad. So you're allowed to 
Toyan means to to um, to load the beams of the olive press, ve'igule hagas, and the the round stone of the of the uh, grape press. You're allowed to do these things on Friday. Aye, it's going to crush the grapes or the olives on Shabbos. And when it comes to zeisim va'anavim, there's an issue the rice of schita, of schita, which is one of the toldois of dash, of threshing. You can't do schita's pears. Grapes and olives and, uh, is an issue the rice to squeeze on Shabbos. So aye, Hakam Bishama is moide, he agrees over here. So we're going to see that Schita is only Asr so when you take a whole grape and you squeeze from the grape, you make grape juice. Let's say I take a half squeezed grape already and I continue to squeeze it. Halacha is there's no Isr of Schita. It's already forming grape juice. So you're not taking a solid, making it into a total liquid. It was already Nishtahi Nishtahar. So there's no Isr So at this point, once I already put the, the beams or this the, um, the round stone on the grapes or olives, the initial crush takes place on Friday. So the subsequent crushing over Shabbos is only going to be an Isidra. But it seems that Beishame would agree to Beishilo, you're allowed to do that on Friday, even though something's going to happen on Shabbos. Okay, so let's start from scratch. First thing we mentioned was putting water into this ink uh, kit, right? You're putting uh, water into the ink. That would be lush on Shabbos. The question was, can I do it on Friday? Beishamai said no. Beishilo said yes. So the Gemara is going to ask, why is that lush? Isn't lush, like I mentioned right, right, right off the bat, isn't lisha, when I'm taking flour and water, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm crutching it. So that's, uh, that's lisha, right? That's, that's, how you, that's how you do lush. You, you're, you're, you're forming into a mass. But why just putting water into dye? That, that, that is lisha? So the Gemara says maybe. Mantana, who's the Tana that learns in the Sinas Mayim Ladiyoy Zui Shriyasan, that putting water into Diyoy, putting putting uh, water into the dye, Zui Shriyasan, that's the way to soak it, and that is called Lisha Midaraisa, that's called Lush, that's how you're over the Isidaraisa of Lush, by just adding water. So who is this Tana? I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, Rabbi, this is the Shita of Rabbi, the Tanya we learned in Abraisa, this is on. So in a couple months, we'll get to that, Amir Tashem. This is the, the broader discussion of Lush. So the Tani looked in the Bryce over there. So you're in the factory. One guy pours in the flour. And one guy pours in the water. This is on Shabbos. So the one who puts in the water, he is Chayev. He's the la- well, the truth is, the Rebbe saying, I'm sorry, the... Um, Either one, whoever did it last. Let's say you, you had water first, and the guy put in kemach, the achorin is chayev. Or if you had kemach there first, and then someone puts in mayim, so we always say the achorin is chayev, meaning just the fact alone of adding two things together, that is called lush. Divrei Rebbe. So Rabbi Yosef is saying that is shitas Rebbe, and it would make sense that having water and the dye in the same pot, that is called lush. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hudaimer, no, gabel. You actually have to mix the dough, the water and the flour and make a dough. So that would be the isur derais of lush. But just adding water to flour, that is not called lush on Shabbos. So Machlek is Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef. The Gemara says, who's the town of our Mishnah that says just. Alone, just by having water and the dye in the same pot, that's called lush. It must be Rebbe, because Rebbe Hill just adding two ingredients together is called lush, even if you didn't actually mix it. So, and Rabbi Yossi would not agree to it. So, Amalia Baya, 
Abayah says, how do you know that? Dilma, perhaps, when does Rabbi Yossi say that the only time I'm over lush is when I actually need it, when I need it with my hands? That's Elabakemach. There's a second step, meaning there's a two-step process here. When I want to make dough, I got to do two things. A, I have to add water and flour. That's step one. Step two is I got to knead it. And when I knead it, I'm taking it from a, a, a clumpy mixture. If you ever make pancake mix, right? You take it from a, a, a clumpy mixture of flour and water, and you mix it, you have a very nice... Uh, what do you call it? Mixture of pancake mix or whatever you're making. So there's a second step. So when there's two steps, so then Rav Yosef says, you only over the Isra rice of Lush, as we mentioned day one in Seth Shavas, that Lama Tesmalachas are taking something from, from A to B. The Chiddush was Haitzah. You're not changing anything, but just moving it from one place to another place. That was the Chiddush of Haitzah. That's why the Nesechta, according to Taisa, started out with Haitzah. Fine. But when I'm doing Lush, I'm have to do. I'm taking flour and water, and I'm making it into dough or pancake mix. So that that final mix, kneading of the dough, or the making it one one uh, one homogeneous substance. That's the isodaraisa. But that's only when there's another step to do. However, the Once you add the water to this dye, the 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 food coloring. That's it. It's over. There's nothing else to do. You can mix it all day. You're not changing anything. So, maybe Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef would agree in this case. That's also called lush. So why are you assuming that only Rebbe would hold, only Rebbe would be the one that holds that just adding the ingredients is called lush? So the said, no, you shouldn't think like that. The tiny we looked at a different b'isa. Echad noisin nesa afer. Someone puts ashes into a bucket. Ve'echad noisin nesa mayim. And someone puts the water. And they're making this uh, not pancake mix, but they're making some other thing. Ha'achorin chayev. The second person is chayev. Whoever put in the water or the, whoever did it second, he's chayev. Divrei rebbe. That's the sheet of rebbe. Rebbe. You see, rebbe Huda Imer he argues again. At shegab. You only chayev when you actually need the the ashes and the water. See, and the Gemara, if you look at Rashi, it assumes that there's nothing more to do. Once you added water to ashes, you've got your product. Kneading it is not going to change anything. So you already brought it from point A to point B. And still, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudah holds that you're not chayev until you actually need it. Obviously, it sounds like he holds lush means be a daim, a real lisha. You know, not not just adding two ingredients. So the Gemara says, maybe not. The Dilma, my afer, when the Bryce says afer, it didn't really mean afer. It meant afar. It meant dirt. And dirt, there is another step to do when you need the dirt and the water. The barkeeper who, you could be megabolic, there is another step. So the Gemara says, one second. My Bryce says afer. It doesn't say afar. I have a tiny afer. a tiny afar. There's actually two Bryces. One Bryce said Afer, and one Bryce said Afer. So one of them is talking about Afer, and Afer, there's no second step to take it from ashes and water to a new uh, you know, material. It's ashes and water together. There's nothing else to do. And still, Rabbi Yossi holds, you're not chayv until, you're maga- until, you're, uh, until you are megabelit, until you need it. So the Gemara says, Midi gabi hadadi tnan. If these brises were taught simultaneously, or at, or or you have it in the same slew of brises, we could say it's two different shitas. But over here, the brises were not really added to the mishnayos. It was mamare chazal that they remembered. So it could be one of them 
heard Afer, he wrote down Afer, and someone else, the other Bryce's one was Rabchia, one was maybe Rabbaishia, and they wrote it down. So they wrote down Afar instead of Afer. But eh, same thing. It really is one Machlaikis, and perhaps they're only arguing about Afar. They were not arguing about Afer. Good? Okay. Next, Tanarabanan. We learned in a uh, in a brisa. Poiskin Mayim Lagina. So this is a actually a, a, a question that was dealt with in the uh, previous century. The Bear Moshe, the Debertina Rebbe, has a chuva on this. He discusses a sprinkler system. Can you have your sprinkler system going off in Brooklyn on Shabbos? So in many community, many uh, many uh, communities, many blocks. Yeah, you, you walk by on Shabbos, and people are having their sprinkler system on on Shabbos, watering the grass. So in halacha, there's a lot to rely on to be makel. The Debertina Rebbe felt it was a chil Shabbos, and he totally was against it. And it's in the uh, Shabbos and Shuvas Bear Moshe. But it's a it's a gemara. Tanarabanan poiskin mayim lagina er Shabbos im chashecha. The Brisa says it is mutter to open your uh, your water system, your irrigation system, Lagina, Erev Shabbos, Im Chashecha, before it gets dark, because once I finish, I turn on the sprinkler system, it, gets, it can still water my grass on Shabbos, I'm done. I'm, I'm home, I'm, I'm having my chicken soup and my, uh, and my, uh, my food. I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying Shabbos. But the water's on, not my problem. So the price says, And the garden can get full of water the whole day. Nobody cares. Next. And you can put this mugmor, these spices, some frankincense, that uh, they used to use it to, uh, as a perfume, as a uh, fabric, what's it called? Uh, scent. That was their thing. So you could put those, was burning. You could still put it there. That it should smell good. And you let it get the smell. We're not worried about, we'll see later on what exactly they're concerned about this malacha here. That's one thing. You could take coals and put a tachas hakelim underneath your silver. That would uh, smoke up the silver and it would, and it would uh, purify it. You could do all these things. No problem. Once I did it Friday afternoon, it could be miskafer, it could be uh, sulfur and sulfur, sulfurate, whatever the term is. The entire Shabbos. You could take an eye salve and put it on your eye before Shabbos, even though the refuah is going to happen every moment on Shabbos. You're getting refuah on Shabbos. We're going to see that there's an iser derabbanan of refuah on Shabbos. Still, I'm allowed to do that before Shabbos. This plunis and a band-aid or a bandage agabe maka, even though the healing is going to happen on Shabbos itself. So all these things you're allowed to do. Now, what does it sound like? I would, I would, I would guess it sounds like Basila, but hold on. However, the the Brisa says, You cannot put chitin, wheat, inside a rechaim, a mill, a water mill. Only if it can get ground up while it's still there. So let's say you have a mill in your backyard and you got to get flour. So you're making, you're making matzah soon. You take your wheat and you put it into the mill. Even though the mill is going on its own on Shabbos, it's powered by the water. You're not doing anything. For some reason, when it comes to this, you must the, the process must be complete um, while it's still Friday. So the Gemara says, my time, my time, what's the reason? Why we differentiate between the mill and the uh, and everything else? So the truth is, the Yerushalmi says the Gemara doesn't bring it. The Yerushalmi says that 
every wheat is considered a different entity on its own, and it's as if you didn't start the malacha with this wheat. Based on this, there's a tremendous discussion in the regarding Shabbos clocks, but we're not going to get into that. But that's not brought on the Babli, and Ramosha argues with them. He says that's not uh, true la halacha because we don't pass like that. So why, in fact, is the mill different? My timer, Amaraba mipnei shemashmas kol. It's very noisy. If it's very, the mill is very noisy. Everyone's going to see the mill is running on Shabbos, and it looks bad. Machlokes in the poskim, what this? Why is this a concern? Some learn that just mashmas kol itself is a problem on Shabbos. It's a bizarre, it's a zilzal on Shabbos that you're making so much noise. However, the Ramah says this is how we paskin. Mashmah's call is a problem of Marasayan. That people are going to think that you did this on Shabbos. It's so noisy, everyone in the street's going to say, what's going on in this guy's backyard? Oh, he's, he's grinding the mill. He, that, that, he, not only is he selling matzah for $35 a pound, he's also grinding the wheat on Shabbos. So they're going to start saying, Marasayan, this guy looks like he's grinding on Shabbos. So therefore, if it makes too much noise, we are machmer. Just by the way, we paskin. any time that people will understand that this was set in motion before Shabbos, like an air conditioner or um, you know a um, a dryer that's on you know the first part of Shabbos, you know the first hour of Shabbos, people realize that your dryer's on. Yeah, you probably turned it on right before Shabbos. Now, if the dryer's on three o'clock Shabbos afternoon, that might be an issue of Marasayan. But anytime an alarm clock or even lights today, people. Are accustomed to seeing homes and shuls with Shabbos lights. The lights go on on Shabbos, and no one's going to think the guy turned it on. They realize he has a Shabbos clock. It's all based on this Gemara, the way the Ramah learns the Gemara. The Ramah, Paskins and Shulchan Aruch, that the only problem is Mashkmah's call is a problem that people are going to think that you did this on Shabbos. If everyone knows that this was set before Shabbos, there would not be a problem of Marasain. As long as you set your alarm clock before Shabbos, no problem. Okay, so. It seems from here that everyone agrees to this discussion that everything, all these items would be mutter. You're 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 uh, you're running your sprinkler system on Shabbos. You're smoking this hookah for your clothing. You're you're sulfur your silver. All these things are fine except for the rechaim. So Amalei Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said like this: Velema Mar, why don't you say the iser of the the mill? Is Mishim Shvisas Kalim? Shouldn't be a, shouldn't it be a problem of Shvisas Kalim? The Tanya we looked in a brisa uvechol Asher Marti Aleichem Tishamir. The pasuk says uvechol Asher Marti Aleichem Tishamir. The Rabbi Shvisas Kalim. So let's see the pasuk. The pasuk is in Parshas Mishpatim. So I'm actually going to go back. It's in Mishpatim Perek Chaf Gimel pasuk. Yud Gimel. So if you, that's the pasuk you'll have in the Saudi Gemara. But the pasuk we had before, everyone knows. Sheish is Yanam Tasa Masacha Uvayama Shvi Tishboy. So you have to rest on the seventh day. Laman Yanuach Sharcha Vachamerecha. So that your Sharcha, your Shar should rest. Vachamerecha and your donkey should rest as well. Vinafish Ben Amascha Vahagar. So your property has to rest. Your Shar, your Hamarcha, it sounds like your Eved. There's another pasuk which many say in Kiddush, Atto, Bincho, Vitacha, right? Some people point around their table, Vahemtacha, Vigercha, Sheba, Sherecha. So you got to be careful when you're pointing. But the, we know that there's an Isra of Shvisas, Behemta, you have to make sure your animal doesn't do work for you. There was a discussion, I once gave a share on this a couple years ago, when American Pharaoh, again, we spoke about this by the Daf, when American Pharaoh was, was uh, the triple, triple crown horse racing, so it was owned by a Jew. There are Jews that owned the horse. The Shiloh was, is the horse over carrying on Shabbos by, by, uh, by carrying the jockey. So one of the races on Saturday, the jockey is a person. A horse 
if your horse cannot do malacha for you on Shabbos, so not only can he not text, which you know, but he can't he can't carry something on Shabbos, right? So a horse can't carry on Shabbos for you. So if the horse is holding the jockey, is that a problem? So that was a shear I once gave. Based on this passage, it says Lamani Nuach Sharcha Vachamarcha. There's a mitzvah that they have to rest on Shabbos. The next pasuk says, And everything that I tell you, you should keep. So comes this Gemara. What is is coming to include Shvisa's Caleb. Not only does my donkey have to rest, American Pharaoh, my horse, my washing machine has to rest, my mill has to rest. So Rabbi Yosef said to Rabbi, why are you telling me Isser is only Maris Ayin with the wheat. Why don't we say it's a regular Isser Daraisa of Shvisas Kalim? So Elam Rav Yosef, I'm right. Mishum Shvisas Kalim. This whole discussion was based on the Isser Shvisas Kalim. So the says, hold on a second. Vahasha da Amrit lebeis Hillel. Islu Shvisas Kalim Daraisa. If you, according to Rav Yosef, everyone agrees to this pasuk to Darshan that Shvisas Kalim is an Isser Daraisa. So Gufris u Mugmur my time Sharu. So why did this Brisa allow, even though it did not allow the mill, it allowed the Gufris to have the sulfur underneath your your silver u Mugmur, and you have the the coals of the spices, which is going to make your clothing smell. Everyone agreed you're allowed to do that before Shabbos. But hold on a second, shouldn't it be a problem with Shvisas Kalim? Your Kalim are not resting. My time is Sharu. Why did everybody allow it? So the Gemara says, Mishin Oven Maisa. The problem with Shvisas Kalim is when the Kalim actually do something, when your mill grinds. So it's doing toichin on Shabbos. You're not doing it, but your kalim is doing toichin on Shabbos. But let's say my keli is just resting. It's not doing anything. Something's taking place inside of it, but it itself is not doing anything. Maybe that's not a problem. Mishum deloika oven maisa. Sigmar keeps on asking. Unin shall pishton. My time is sharu. According to Basilo, our Mishnah, Basilo said you're allowed to put the flax, the bundles of flax inside the oven, and it will get white and will get heated up over Shabbos. My time is sharu. So the Gemara says, Because the oven is not doing anything. The oven is on the ground. The oven is sitting quietly. The flax is getting cooked. That's not a keli. That's not a problem. So the Gemara keeps asking, What about the trapping? According to Basil, you're allowed to put out your, your, your fish nets before Shabbos. The Kaavan Maisa, it's doing a Maisa of, of a trapping. So my time is Sharu. So the Gemara says, Hasam Nami Beluche Vikukari. We're dealing with a, um, a stick and a basket. So if you have a, uh, I don't know if your, your Gemara has it, my Gemara has a picture. I'll show you this picture. I don't know if you can see. There's a fish that gets stuck in the basket. Okay? The loika of it, Maisa. Yeah. So there would not be a problem. So anytime you're doing a, a, a trapping that the trap sits on its own, like your typical mouse trap. So there's different types of mouse trap, uh, traps. There's the trap that the thing comes down, so that's doing an action on Shabbos. The mouse did it. Then there are those where it just gets stuck. If it gets stuck on its own, that is not called that my Kaylee did an, a- did an action. Fine. Now, this whole discussion, we're not getting into it because halacha lemais, we don't pass on this. Look at the next Gemara. Now that we know 
from Rabbi Shaya in the name of Ravasi. Man Tana Shrisas Kalim Daraisa. The one who holds this Isra Shrisas Kalim is Daraisa is only Beishama Eveloi Beis Hillel. It's not Beis Hillel. So forget about all the answers we said before. Beis Hillel holds there's no problem with Shrisas Kalim. That once I'm sitting by my Shabbos table on Shabbos, I could have my my uh, mills going. I could have my everything could be working. I have no problem. I'm I'm enjoying Shabbos. So so. The Bishamah is one that says Shvisa's Kalim is the rice of Lebe Silo. So the Bishamah, Bain Kovan Misa, Bain Deloika Oven Misa, Usser. It should be Usser. And according to Bain Silo, Afagab to Kovan Misa, Shari. Meaning, this whole discussion that we're trying to nitpick of when I, my Kalim did a Misa versus not doing a Misa, the oven is stationary and something's getting cooked inside of it. That was only we we're trying to enforce for Bain But once we know Bain holds there's no problem with Shvisa's Kalim, Bishamah holds there is a problem with Shvisa's Kalim, we'll just. We'll just we'll just say it's a very clear machlokes. According to Bishamai, all these things are usher. Having something cook in your oven, having something trap on in your traps, all these things are a problem on Shabbos. According to Bishil, everything is mutter. I. What about the mill? Marasayin, the uh, the uh, problem of Hashmah's call. Barely have a question. Yeah, what does Bishil do with the pasuk? Oh, so the Pasuk doesn't really say that. If you look at the Pasuk, if I was learning the Pasuk, not that I'm arguing with the Gemara, but the Pasuk has nothing to do with the previous Pasuk. It says, Whatever I told you, you should keep. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with Shabbos. Shalish regalim tachay li b'shana. It literally has nothing to do with Shabbos. Behema is beferish. Lomani nuach sharcha v'chamerecha. And the pasuk in the Sefer Sederbrois atu v'nchovitecha abdu. Right? Beferish a pasuk. B'chol asher mati aleichem. What does that have to do with the previous pasuk? So it was a drasha, but Beisol doesn't hold that drasha. There's no problem. Shvisas came. That's our Mishnah. Fine. Now, now that you told me according to Beishamai, even if I didn't do an action, it's still Asr, Ihachi, Mugmur, Vagafris, my Taima, Sharu Beishamai. So, why, in fact, this Bryce that we said before, we assume everybody agrees that you're allowed to open the sprinkler before Shabbos, you're allowed to have this, these coals and these um, sulfur either heating up your clothing, making it smell good, or the coals are causing your, your silver to get cleaned. My time is Sharu Beishamai. Why does Beishamai allow that? If at the end of the day there's an Isser going on with your Kalim. So the Gemara says, Hasam Manachaara. There it's not on the Kali, it's on the floor. The coals are on the floor and it's burning up your silver, the, uh, that's the sulfur, and the uh, hookah, the smell, is on the floor and it's smelling up your clothing, but it's not a problem of Kalim. There's no Kalim involved, so there's no violation of Shvisa's Kalim. Now the truth is, before we go weiter, when it comes to Shvisa's Kalim, when you first learn it, if you, if you have a few minutes, we're, we're flying through the through the sugya. If you had a minute to think, you, 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 would, you would ask the following question: According to Beishamai, how do I have chalent Shabbos morning? I put my I put my chalent in my crockpot, and on Shabbos it's it's going right. There's no shvisas kalim. How do I light Shabbos candles? Every Friday night you light candles. If it burns out before shkia, you're not yotze halakas neir Shabbos. So what's going on? So this is the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara says. Four, four items that we don't understand. Number one, gigas. How do you make beer? So it seems like they had eight days of fermentation for the beer. So you have the, uh, the barley. Well, they didn't make beer out of barley. They made beer out of dates. So the dates are soaking in the, uh, in the water and, uh, and the yeast is acting on the sugar and it takes eight days to ferment your beer. So it's going to pass by a Shabbos. How could you have Heimish a brand of, 
of, of beer, right? Viner, how do you light Shabbos candles? Victor, how do you have Chalun Shabbos morning in the pot? Vishafun, how do you have Shwarma Shabbos or Friday night? They used to have their, their spit was in the oven. How do you have your Shwarma, your Chalun, your Shabbos candles in your beer? So the Gemara says, my time is Shabbos, how could Bishami allow it? Not only that, the Gemara could ask a, a, a stronger question. We know we have a Messiah that we specifically eat Chamin, hot, war, hot items, Shabbos morning. If you don't like challenge, you can have a coffee as well. We specifically do that because there were the uh, Karoim. They said that the Pasuk says, that you can't have fire in your house. And they, did, they, don't have tar- they didn't learn Torah Shabbat. They only learned to Torah Shabbat. So they said you cannot have a fire in your house on Shabbos. That's what the Pasuk says. We know that's not true. It means you can't light a fire on Shabbos. So we know it's a Minigan Klayasol to have Chulint, Chamin, at least have a coffee or a tea, Shabbos morning, something using hot, hot water. So according to Beishameh, what Beishameh is going with the Karan, so the Gemara says, my time is Shara Beishameh, how can you light Shabbos candles? And for the Gemara, the mafke afkure, that Shammai said you have to make it hefker. Every Friday night, before you, uh, you go to shul, before you go to shiel, you gotta say, my chalant is hefker. So you're gonna have some, uh, some chaver mana gonna come to your chalant Friday night, because your chalant's hefker. So there's actually a discussion today, we were discussing this on a rabbinic conference, regarding tefillas kalim. So in many, many communities, they're not allowing people to use the kalimic voice. So of Shechter, of Pastor Shechter Paskin, this is what I've been telling people to do, is if you have a natural body of water, a kosher mikvah, a lake, or ocean, depending where you live, you should definitely make a, a uh, an effort to title there. Otherwise, you can rely on other heterim. So one of the heterim being floated around was the concept of being mafkir your kalim. You say, uh, keli is hefker, and therefore it's ownerless, and I'm not chayev in tefillah's kalim. So that's one of the, uh, I'm not saying to do this, but this is one of the things we were discussing today. So according to Beishamai, every Friday night, before you go to the shul, before you go to shul, you'd have to be mafkir your kalim. Maybe you do this once a year, by Ataras Nadarim, Ash Rosh Hashanah, you say from now, oh my, Kalim, Friday night are our Hefker. So, fine, that is the answer of Beishamai. So, Man Tanah Who said the following Mishnah? The Mishnah says, Lesamali Isha Kedera Asosios Vitormasin. So, Asosios and Tormasin were some type of beans that took a long time to cook. So, it's the, uh, the ancient Suvi. So, you had these beans. Now, the way it worked was you would put it up Friday afternoon and you would eat it from Malava Malka, Matzah Shabbos. So the Mishnah, the Bible says, like, Simali Isha Kedera Asasi Vitormas, and you can't take a pot full of these beans. You should not put it in the oven Erev Shabbos um, even before it gets dark if your intention is that it should cook over Shabbos. What's the problem? There's no, there's no problem of cooking over Shabbos, meaning people have asked me, they have these uh, 36-hour recipes for uh, sous vide. So they want to make ribs. So this the shaila usually comes up yantif. Usually people don't like cooking over Shabbos for a Sunday. But sometimes yantif could be Shabbos Sunday, Monday, or the like. And you want to know, can I, can I put my sous vide on Friday afternoon, Arab Shabbos? Let's say Matzah Shabbos is, uh, is yantif. I want to have ribs, slow-cooked ribs, sous vide ribs, Matzah Shabbos. So I'm using Shabbos to cook for me. So halachas is no problem. The only problem would be for Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, there's a minog brought down. We can actually discuss if we really pass like this. But it is brought down to not have Yom Kippur cook for you. So meaning, let's say you wanted to have a sous vide uh, item for after Yom Kippur. You shouldn't have it cook over Yom Kippur. That is brought down in the Paiskin. Okay, so... What would be so the Gemara is asking? The Gemara says, Can she do it? No. If she put it 
if she did put it over Shabbos, Lamati Shabbos, Asurun, Bukhteshiyas. So Matu Shabbos, you have to wait the amount of time that it would take to make it anew, which is a long time. Why? So you don't have Hana from that it was cooked on Shabbos. So the Gemara doesn't ask uh, who is the author. But let's see, keep going. In a similar way. So the baker should not uh, heat up his water and keep it hot throughout the entire Shabbos in order to have hot water. He wants to bake right after Shabbos. He wants to make his pizza. You know, So he should not have his water cooking over Shabbos. So what does this sound like? This sounds like Shvisas Kalim. Lema Beishama, Hivaloi Beisil. Should we say that this Brisa is like Beishama, not like Beisil, which is a Chiddush in general? Because why would a Brisa be stated like Beishama if we don't pass like Beishama? Why would after the, the Chasimah Mishnah, even before that, we already know we don't pass like Beishama, so why would you say a Brisa is like Beishama? So the Gemara says, no, Afilu Tema Beisilo. Even Beisil would agree to these cases. I, what about Shvisas Kalim? Shouldn't there be a Shouldn't there be a heter that there's no problem with Shvisas Kalim? The Gemara says, you're right. There is no problem with Shvisas Kalim. There's another issue. This is a preview for the third parak of Shabbos, I think. Uh, there's a gzera that you might stoke the coals. If you, have a, if you have a recipe that you're nervous, it's not going to be ready for the, for the correct time, you might stoke the coals on Shabbos. There's a discussion if our appliances had this issue. Lamedican Kleistral is yes, and therefore you have your blechs and your uh, all your you know crock pots and all the different things that we do today based on the you know covering, covering knobs, covering blechs, all because of this gazera of Shemi Achatabul focus. We'll have many Shiram focused on the concept of Shahia on Shabbos. Okay? So even though it sounds like a Shvisa's Kalim issue, but saying there's no problem with Shvisa's Kalim. The problem is Shem So the Gemara says, if the problem is Shem then I'm not allowed to leave something cooking on Shabbos. So Mugmor of a Gafris Nami Ligzer, when it comes to heating up the smell, the spices, or heating up this sulfur for your Kalim, Basil said it's fine as long as you did it before Shabbos, no problem. So I, what about Yechatev I'm going to stoke the coals to get a better fire. So the Gemara says, You're not going to do it. If you start stoking the coals, it's going to get very smoky, and it's going to ruin your clothing, and it's going to ruin your silver, and therefore a person's not going to stoke the coals. So this is a Yesoid. We're going to see this uh, expanded on the next few lines. The Yesoid is, if there's a reason to say you're not going to stoke the coals, you're not going to raise the temperature. So then... There is no problem of shihiyah. Based on this, some of the place can want to say, we're not going to say halach l'maysa, but it's a, it's a discussion. Let's say a person is back to the sous vide. You're sous viding a, I hope everyone knows what a sous vide is. Otherwise, you'll Google it, Google it after the shir. So you have your, you have your London broil, you're sous viding it for Shabbos morning, and it's raw. Friday night, it's totally raw. So what are you going to do? You have to, you have to, you have to put a black, what are, you, what are you going to do? So some of the place can want to say that since the recipe calls for 147 degrees for 12 hours. If you would raise the temperature, you're gonna kill the you're gonna kill the meat. So it seems like we have a yesoid from here that if I have a reason, I have a reason not to raise the flame, it's gonna make it smoky, it's gonna ruin my recipe. Halacha is there will be no chashash of shamiachata. The Gemara is going to expand on this. Next, Udim Shal Pish, the Gemara asked, what about the uh, flax, the bundle of flax, Nami Ligzer? You should make the same Gzera that Shem Yechata de Gechalon, you're going to stoke the coals when you're doing the flax. The Gemara says, Hasum Kevin de Kashi Luzika, the wind that would come in, the ear that would come in when you open the oven, 
it ruins the flax. You're not opening the oven to start stoking, to begin stoking the coals. And therefore, you'd rather, you'd rather wait. You'll be patient. So the What about wool in the yara that the Mishnah said is mutter? Hakam Beis is not afraid of Shemi Yachate. Akura. They already took it off the fire. We're talking about a case where you're dyeing the wool, but it's no longer on the flame. The Gemara says, Maybe you're going to mix it, mix it, and it seems like there's an issue of mixing something even off the flame. So what do you do? How do you take out Chalun, Shabbos morning? So Ramosha says that it's only, and many Rishonim say this, it's only when it's not fully cooked. If it's fully cooked, and your chalant is off the flame, even if it's in a clear reshine, there's no problem of hagasa. The shaila is if it's fully cooked and still on the flame, is there a problem of hagasa, machoikas, and we are machmer, at least with kavana. If you have kavana to mix it, you should not do that. You should. So whenever you serve chalant, it's always better to, to remove it from the flame, even if it's totally uh, totally cooked. So the Gemara says, Ba'akura v'tucha, I, I might mix it, the Gemara says, Ba'akura v'tucha, that it's already tach uh, petit. It's in a it's in it's in cement, and you're not. It's very difficult to open it. It's already closed. They're they're manufacturing it already. You're not going to be matshuiach yourself to open it to mix it, and therefore there is no gzera. So now that we mentioned this concept, we're gonna we're gonna spend a couple lines discussing times where we're not afraid of stoking the coals. Now that we said there's a gzera of shemiyachat bekolim, I stoke the coals. You take a raw piece of meat. That, you, that is not cooked at all. Shari la nucha erev Shabbos from Chashech B'Tanur. You're allowed to put it in the oven Friday night. My time of Kivan, the Chazla Art, it's not going to be ready by Friday night. Asuchi mas chdatimine v'le'asi lechatui gacholam. You gave up on it. You had this, you know, a thick roast. It's going to take many hours to cook. Rav Hankin said many years ago that our ovens today, you don't have this heter anymore because we've been cooking in a few hours. So you probably lost this heter based on our equipment today. But back in the day, if you wanted to make a roast, it would take you eight hours, ten hours. You didn't have even cooking, and you didn't have uh, the ovens that we have today. So therefore, when I put this roast up Friday, Friday afternoon, right before Shabbos, I'm not going to stoke the coals. The problem of stoking the coals is I'm going to be nervous. Friday night, I'm nervous. My guests are here. The main dish isn't ready. I'm going to take a stick, a poker, and I'm going to start stoking the coals to have my dish for the main dish Friday night. But if it's never going to... still gonna... use this hatter for chalant. Um, oh, chalant so one second. So maybe. So that's one hatter would be that chalant is not going to get... If you're using a typical slow cooker crockpot, right. nothing you can do to make it ready. Additionally, there's a shita samordechai, which some of the, I think it's samordechai, some of the players can bring this down, that the, the hatter is not only because it's not going to be ready. The hatter is, since I am not intending on using it Friday night, I already masiach das from it. It's a Shabbos day food, and I'm not going to be busy with it Friday night. So that would apply to chalant, unless you typically chalant Friday night, then you might have that problem. But there, that is a shita, and the Mishabur says we could be makeable with it. But the oven, if a person doesn't have a blech, usually you just have a blech anyway, so we don't have to worry about it. You put a, you put a piece of silver foil underneath your, you know, inside your crock pot, you're good to go anyways. Okay, so if it's kadeir chaisa, a raw, uh, a raw meat, it's going to take many hours to cook. We're not worried about it. Let's say it's fully cooked. Shaper dami also. We're not worried about chitoy. There's no problem of shemiyachata begacholim when it's fully cooked. Bishul v'loy bishul. It's not. If it's not fully cooked, usher, it's usher. We're going to see a machlekes later on. Chananya and the Chachamim, Bamacha Bedrusai, famous, famous sugyas in Shabbos. Let's you put in a raw bone, or you, some, some people, they know they keep their chal and parv until Shabbos. 
And right before Shabbos, they'll throw in the meat. That's also fine. Shopper dummy, no problem, because you showed by putting in this raw piece of meat that I don't, I don't, not eating it tonight. I'm eating it tomorrow, Shabbos day. And Mahasha the Mamar, anything that is that wind that the ear ruins it, you're not going to open it up. So high bisra de gadya, you have this goat meat, usharik, and you. You closed the oven, but not only did you close the oven, you cemented the oven. You had a very serious kisoy, shopper dummy. You're allowed to keep it uh, cooking on Shabbos. Why? Two reasons. Number one, the, the ear that would come in would ruin the goat meat. Additionally, it's a tircha to start opening, uh, to start making a hole to open up the place where the coals are and start stoking the coals. So I have two deterrents. First of all, the wind, I have, I have a risk, right? Do I want it to my, my goat meat to cook faster or am I concerned that the wind is going to ruin it? So here, you're worried about the wind and it's hard to open it. Debarcha, let's say you have ram's meat, which the, the ear is not going to ruin it. Veloy sharik, and you did not cover the, uh, the oven with, 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 uh, with tit, with cement, Usser, it's usser. Now the question is going to be, what about in between? I don't have two deterrents. I only have one deterrent. Either the the wind is gonna, the air is going to ruin it, but the I didn't I didn't uh, seal up the oven, or the other way, the air is not going to ruin it, but I sealed up the oven. So the galdi v'loy sharich, the barcha v'sharich. Let's say you have a gedim meat, which would get ruined, but v'loy sharich you didn't seal it up. The barcha you have this. This uh, ram, the aisle meat, the sharp, but you did seal it up. So that's a like So Rav Ashi Shari, Rav Ashi says, as long as you have one of them, one of the two deterrents, that's enough. Rav Yirmi Medifti, Aser. Rav Yirmi Medifti said it's Aser. So the Gemara says, Lord Ashi the Shari. Rav Ashi, who says it's Mutter, we learned in a Mishnah, ain't selling basar, but sal ubeitza, elakadeshi selling the You only had a roast meat, an onion, or egg, only if it could be fully roasted while it's still day. So while it's still Friday, it sounds like he doesn't differentiate between goat's meat and aisle meat, basar, meat, right? So the Gemara says, no, hasam debar chavalei sharik. There, according to Ashi, that case was uh, ram's meat, and you did not seal up the oven. But if you would seal it up, which is only one of the two uh, deterrents, that would be fine. So you don't have a kasha on Ravashi. Ikat ame, those that say, say it in a different way. Digadia, when it comes to gidi meat, so bain shark, bain light shark, when it comes to the meat of, the, of a goat, which the ear will ruin it, it's very sensitive. So bain shark, bain light shark, whether you sealed up the oven, whether it wasn't sealed up, shopper dummy, you're not going to open it on Shabbos, it's going to ruin the meat. The barcha nami, usharik, if you have uh, good meat, which doesn't get ruined by the ear, usharik, but you did seal up the oven, shopper dummy. That's fine. Sealing it up is enough of a deterrent to start stoking the coals. Kipligi, the barcha v'loy where it was a good meat, v'loy sharik, but you did not seal it. Rav Ashi shari, Rav Ashi holds its mutter, Rav Yirmi Yemedifti aser, Rav Yirmi Yemedifti holds its aser. So the Gemara says an obvious question, Rav Ashi the shari, Rav Ashi says its mutter, Vatani, you just said, brought down this b'risa, ain't silent baser, but sal, ubeitza, alakadeshi, silent b'yem. And you told me that you cannot have you can't be roasting meat unless it's going to be fully cooked while it's still Friday. So the Gemara says, Hasam Abisra Agume. That's talking about where the uh, the busser is on, on Gume, Gumre is on the coals, and therefore there's no oven. That's when Rav Ashi is concerned. When it's in an oven, the oven itself 
is some is, is a deterrent or it's a, a hacker. We're going to get into this discussion. We talk about blechs. The oven itself is a hacker. I have to open the oven. It's not going to remember that it's Shabbos. But when I'm when I'm barbecuing on a on a grill, an open grill with charcoal, there the charcoal is exposed. So then Rav Ashi says I'm concerned of Shemi But when it's the coals are in an oven. Then it's not a problem. So Hassan, that case was with Bissar Agumre, it's Busser on top of coals, and Ravashi is still concerned. One more piece. Amravina Haikarachaya. You have this uh, raw gourd uh, that, that they're gonna cook on Shabbos. So Shabbat dummy, you're allowed to put it into the oven before Shabbos, even though it's gonna get roasted on Shabbos, and we're not concerned of Shemiachata. Why? Because the same reason cave in the Kashile Zika, since the ear is harmful for it, kibisra the gadya dummy, it is like the goat meat, and the goat meat were concerned that the ear is gonna ruin it, and therefore I'm never gonna open up the oven to start stoking the coals. So the same thing applies to this gourd, and it's the same thing as goat meat. Okay, we'll stop here, and tomorrow we'll continue our discussion of the Mishnah. Shkoyach.